0: Well, uh, I have just a short devotion I want to share with you this morning. If you have your Bible, will you open up with me to Colossians chapter 1? Colossians chapter 1. And I'm going to have us read some scripture from uh, the chapter, but I'm going to focus on a small area. And this morning, uh, I've asked Chris to help us by putting up Verses 9 through 14. So if you need a Bible this morning, simply slip up your hand. I know any of the guys would be willing to put one in your hands. We have one right here. Just keep that hand up and uh, Dean will get you a Bible. And we are going to, as I said, read from verse 9 all the way through verse 14 of Colossians. Uh, But can I invite you to stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word. All right, Colossians 1, uh, verse 9. I'll start with the odd-numbered verses if you will take the even-numbered verses. We will, again, we'll be reading verse 9 through 14. Colossians 1, 9 says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, and spiritual understanding. Verse 10. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Let's pray. Once again, Lord, we know that this is Your Word. And whether it is one Word, one sentence, one phrase, a passage, a chapter, or its entirety. That you have promised that for the thing which it is sent, it will accomplish its purpose. So have your way this morning as we take part of your word. Into our lives now, we ask in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. When I was last with you, we began our study in the book of Colossians. And I told you that the book of Colossians really deals with the preeminence of Christ, that the Apostle Paul had three reasons for writing the letter. One was to uh, dispel the heresy of Gnosticism. The other was to lead the Colossae believers into spiritual maturity. And finally, he wanted to inform them about his condition. If you missed that study, I encourage you to go online. We dealt with the first eight verses, and in those verses, we... We covered very thoroughly what it means to know God's will for your life. Paul said that he was an apostle by the will of God. We also covered uh, the three characteristics of a healthy church. We saw that in verse 4 and 5 that a healthy church has faith, love, and hope. Paul declared that that's what was going on in the church there at Colossae. And finally, we looked at what it means to have the evidence of the gospel being received. Paul could tell that the gospel message was being received by the fruit that it was producing in the lives of the believers there in Colossae. Uh, This morning, we are focused on two things alone. Uh, We are focused on the power of God, his glorious power, and the qualification of the believer. Uh, As we read there in verse 9 and 10, Paul talks about the fruit uh, of being uh, faithful to the Lord and walking worthy. And again, I encourage you to go back and take a look at uh, our introductory message to this Bible that deals clearly with Uh, the fruit of the will of the knowledge of God. But here this morning, as I bring our attention focused to verses 11 and 12, we deal with two things, the power of God and the qualification of the believer. And this is going to be short. You know, you could say a a lot of words in, in a long period of time, or you can say a few words in a short period of time. And my intent this morning... With all that we've enjoyed thus far is to uh, make these words few but powerful. Let's talk for a moment about the power of God. Many of us are familiar with the what we would call, I guess, the Our Father, right? Uh, That prayer, Jesus said, When you pray, pray in this manner, our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive who has trespassed against us. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Yours, O God. It's your kingdom. It's your power. And it's your glory forever. Jesus, when he went about healing when he was here, and still does by the power of God, he said to the paralytic that you may know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins on earth. Luke 5.24, take up your bed, rise and walk. The Apostle Paul, writing to the hopeless in Rome. In Rome, Romans 15, 13 said, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, and that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you familiar with the power of God this morning? Is the question on my heart? There are those that would consider themselves religious. There are those that would consider themselves aware or even knowing of God. Maybe that's you. I would certainly like to raise my hand and say, yes, I'm, uh, I know God. But you remember in Jesus' day... He called out to those who thought they knew God, thought they knew what God said in his word, Matthew twenty two twenty nine. 29. He said to the religious leaders of the day, he says, you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor, guess what, the power of God. If ever there was a day in, in church history where we as Uh, Those who fill the seats are to be crying out for God's power to be active in our lives. It's today. It's this moment. As Paul said in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Pray five, love it. 61 days to pray, love it. How about we go another step and we say, I will share the gospel if even just to remind myself that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ every day. The power of God is within it. And that our faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, 1 Corinthians 2.5. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1.5 that it is the power of God that keeps us. We are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last day. We're told in the book of Acts that those who had decided that they they were empty by the previous religious system and decided, decidedly were seeking something of life and vitality and reality. Peter in two, uh, Acts 2.38 said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Turn from your sin, be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the taking away, the, cut, the actual removal of the barrier between you and God. Christ took it on the cross. If you've never been baptized in water, you need to be with us at Sly Park. There's a call to action. And if, if that's you, you see this morning, well, yeah but there's my work schedule, there's this schedule, there's that schedule. Let me tell you that that is nothing but a ploy from the enemy to keep you from entering the waters of baptism. Come, and we will enter those waters. But Peter went on to say not to just be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I was so struck when reading, I'm going to run out of time real quick here, when reading in Acts chapter 19 that Paul, when he entered into Ephesus, he found disciples and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Remember their answer. So they said to him, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Maybe that person and that work is just a phrase to you this morning. Maybe it looms out there, and, and I don't know, but the power of God is available for each one of us today. All we need to do is simply ask. And then we deal with the qualification of the believer to be God's witness, God's mouthpiece, to be a representative of Jesus Christ in this world. I again take you to verse 12, when Paul wrote, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. The glorious news this morning, saint, the glorious news this morning, beloved, The glorious news this morning, brother or sister, is that you're not in charge of the qualification process. It's not about what you think of you. It's not about what you may have thought about you. It is about what God the Father thinks of you and what he thinks of you who have Christ indwelling you is that you are now qualified to be an inheritor and to be my witness on the earth. Can you say amen? You are qualified. Well, I need a national school project to coach me in how to share my faith. Yes, you might. But that has nothing to do with the qualification process. God the Father has qualified you. Say that with me. God the Father has qualified me. Don't you ever doubt it. Because the business of being qualified to be his representative here on this planet, in the short lifespan that you and I have, the business of that qualification comes from a divine source. The power of God and the qualification of the believer. I couldn't resist illustrations this morning. Two sources in front of you. Power aid and oil, olive oil, which happens to be from Israel. Why do I show them? The one on my right identifies with the word power. It identifies with Humanities need to have power when power is lost. And it's a commodity that I can go just purchase off the shelf. The thing on my left, though, yes, a commodity purchasable in many places, this was a gift from Josie, anointing oil with frankincense, myrrh, and spikenard made in Israel, though a commodity it represents, what oil often represents throughout the scriptures, the spirit of God. If you lack God's power today, you're not going to get it here. If you lack God's power today, You're not going to get it in a commodity. But by faith in believing, God will fill you with his spirit and empower you to do that which he has already qualified you to do. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. And notice what that strength and that power is for. For all patience and long-suffering with joy. At times, I know I, as a believer, have thought that the power of God is so that I can just go out there and be victorious in whatever pursuit that I might choose to be. Notice what Paul says, that the power, his glorious power is for, it's for all patience, long suffering with joy. In other words, while we're here and we're watching this generation that Kelly was talking about, depressed, hopeless, without faith, we're looking at broken homes and failed marriages and, and lives that have gone awry, People who at one time thought the answer was church and, and following this person called Jesus just abandon their faith. Are you patient? Said, well, I, I give up. It's, yes, we need the power of God for all patience. To with long suffering retain the joy of the Lord. Because God has qualified us to be his witness in this world. Is that you this morning? Then let's ask God to fill us afresh with his power to do and be that which he has qualified us to do and to be. Simple as that. You ask, your heavenly father will answer. And if that's you this morning, I want to invite you to pray with me as we close. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we close our time together this morning, we have been so. Entreated by you reminded of of your glorious work that takes place and in, in the lives of those who make themselves available reminded that you are at work in in young generations today as we witnessed here through our vacation bible school children giving their lives to you high schools across our country lord Filled with kids that are willing to share who Jesus is to them. And Lord, here we are. This morning longing still for you to feel less afresh. Oh God, would you do that today? You know every hungry soul. You know every one who came through these doors and was hoping for something today. And now the invitation comes. It's as if the voice of God just says, Okay, ask me and I will fill you. Lord, all we have to do is give you our heart, Give you our request and remember that the power is yours. In Jesus' name we pray.